Hi guys, welcome to episode 12 of the Self-Propelled Flower. In today's episode, I'm honored to have two guests with me who you have already heard from by now. And yeah, you know they've got a lot to bring and I'm very excited. Hi guys, welcome to the Self-Propelled Flower. The Self-Propelled Flower is a Christian community that I have created to be a source of communication, conversation and education for young women. Why did I create it? To be simple, I just want to be who I needed when I was a young woman. Who am I? I'm Tapiwa Simukwai, I'm a Christian, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, a lawyer and an academic. I hope that this platform can be a source of wellness and development for young women. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's episode is going to be a special episode because I am responding to Izukanji Chanda who sent us um, a request for a podcast. Her question was, Mutale and Olivia Ngaba, I would love to hear from them, especially studying economics and being a Christian girl. So today, that's what I'm speaking about. We're going to talk about career and we're going to talk about um, navigating career as a Christian. So welcome, guys. Mutale, Thank you. Welcome Thank you to the for podcast. having us. I hope um, I'm eager to hear from you today, honestly, especially because I, obviously I know your story. I have inside information, guys, mm-hmm. but um, I know that there's someone out there whose life is literally about to change simply because you're about to tell your story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Um, I don't know where you want to start from. I'll mm-hmm. give the floor to both both of you guys. Um, okay. Maybe you can tell us your journeys, especially because you see what's going to be so interesting about um, today's podcast is the fact that you both studied agriculture economics at the University of Zambia. Congratulations. Thank Excellent you. Grades, With guys. Oh, my God. Emphasis on it. It's not easy. <laughs> no, it really isn't. It's it. nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, speak to us about your journey. You, for me, I think you can even start from high school. Mm-hmm. And then um, just, yeah, get into it. What I would actually like is for one of you guys to speak about it separately. So okay. we hear your journey okay. up until university, at least. Then your your work okay. life, you, we can get into it together. Okay. Uh, do you want to start? You can start. Okay. Sister. I think so. no one will even be able to distinct the voices. <laughs> <laughs> you know what but. I mean. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so I think like. From university, we went to Ibenga Girls Secondary School. This year, we're even celebrating 60th Jubilee. Congratulations. Yeah. And we're posting at Unza, guys. Nice. Oh, yes. you, are, you really are. <laughs> they love your pictures. <laughs> so I remember when we went to Ibenga Girls, we went in grade 8. We were there up to grade 12. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think after, when we were at high school, like for me, I think... Um, I always thought I would want to be like a medical doctor. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that was the dream, like mm-hmm. medicine. Mm-hmm. I remember when we got into Onza, my dad was like, you're not taking a gap here, mm-hmm. whether you'd like it or not. That's and he was true. just like, you have to go to Onza. Mm-hmm. I remember we really wanted to go to CBU. To be near home. Yes, to be near home. But um, the parents were like, no, you guys, you're going to Onza. So we went to Onza, Onza first year. Mm-hmm. There, are a lot of, there are a lot of stories. Honestly, I remember when we went to Onza, we didn't have a room. We used to stay. So we, we reached out to like the Onzasu president at the time. He gave us a room by the guys' hostels. Mm-hmm. We used to wake up early in the morning to go shower from the girls. Like it was just a lot, like navigating. Yeah. Onza was also a lot, but by the grace of God, we made it through. Um, but I remember first year, I was still stuck on like medicine. And I remember for me, I wanted to do medicine because I felt like 
that's the way I could help people. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, which profession do I see where people are catering to people's needs? So I thought medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember biology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, biology was bulky. And it just, I, I was just like, okay, I maybe I need to rethink this. Because mm-hmm. biology was tricky for me and then even chemistry mm. and i was like do i want to struggle with this for the rest of my life like mm. if i'm struggling with biology now now will i manage my best subjects were math and mm. physics biology and chemistry uh but i was still like okay maybe i can still try uh but i remember you had to make certain points like you yeah in the school of natural sciences and then medicine is the one where you had to make the most points and i remember i think i missed medicine by like one point mm-hmm. or 1.5 or something just by a few points mm-hmm. so they said you can still go but i was on bc so they said if you go you have to go on self-sponsorship mm-hmm. and i knew that was a non-starter because i knew that my parents were not going to be able to afford it mm-hmm. and i had siblings like i was just like no i think that would be a bit inconsiderate yeah so I started thinking, okay, what am I good at right now? Mm. I was good at math. And then I said, okay, I'm in the School of Natural Sciences. So what's the next best thing? Or, yeah, like what can I do that will sort of incorporate what I'm good at, which is math. Um, I had a bit of interest in economics. Mm. Then I heard of agricultural economics. Mm. So, so I said, okay, let me try this agricultural economics. Um, so second year. We were, I was now in agricultural economics, but I remember because when you go to second year agricultural economics, the first year you're doing general courses, mm. so there was like soil science, animal science, like literally milking cows, <laughs> um, clipping pigs' toes. Oh, god, there was crop science. Literally, you have, you have a part in the field where you grow maize for I a remember. season, I remember that. and I was just like, it's good, and I, I, okay. I, I fell in love with agriculture, but initially I was like, God, is that this like, correct. yes. I remember we, we had like, our first class was soil science. And one of my favorite lecturers, Mr. Shishton Banuma, shout out if you get to listen. <laughs> but I remember he was talking about soil, you guys, like the different types of soils. I was just like, what have oh I got? <laughs> and I remember calling my mom like telling her like mommy today they were talking about soil the different types i was just like good well, I don't like myself. but it all worked out for good um i think you can yeah um and i think people always think we just intentionally plan to do Tell the same actually, study I was gonna say but it's so like different it. because mm-hmm. my decision to do it is also like completely different mm-hmm. when i went to unza mm-hmm. um that I, I didn't i think i didn't know what i wanted to do Initially, I wanted to do pharmacy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I wanted to do pharmacy. <laughs> I spoke to our family doctor, like Dr. Bandisha. He was like, no, in Zambia, it's just dispensary work. Yeah. So then I was like, ah, okay, then what's the next best thing? Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, maybe I can do agricultural economics because economics is something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And growing up, for me, I always wanted to be an environmentalist. Mm, so I felt like sense. the path, there's there's no, I didn't know about um, natural resources and environmental management at UNSA because I feel like we were never given that much information. Mm-hmm. But I'm still glad with where I ended up because I saw the intentionality of God and how mm. 
mm. it's worked out for me. So that's how I did agricultural economics. Nice. For me, when I was in NS, mm. um, I was good actually at biology mm. and something else, but I struggled with math. Mm. That's the difference. Mutale was pretty good at it, but I struggled. Mm. So even in choosing agricultural economics, I was like, hmm, even though I'm doing this, will I manage? Yeah. Like it really was... God is the one who got me through. Yeah. Because there's a bit of economics, there's statistics. Mm. And then I actually learned that as I went on, that it was just something I chose to tell myself. I was actually good at math. Yeah. Like I navigated it and I I then understood the power of the stories we tell us. Mm. Because ourselves. Yeah, ourselves, yeah. yeah. Because I struggled with math in NS, maybe mm. because it took me a while to grasp certain concepts. Mm. And then from, I remember once getting 7% in a test. I NS remember calling yeah. my parents crying. Yeah. And the story stuck. And then NS, there's also so much negativity. Wow, wow, yeah. what, yeah. what, 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 what? Yeah. That starts to get to your head. Yeah. So I think out of that, I really learned that there's power in the stories we tell ourselves because mm. the story I told myself was I'm not good at math. Mm. But I still said, okay, God, I want to do something that's in line with what I've wanted to do. And there God then showed me like, you're actually yeah, good at this. Yeah. You can do this. I like this. that you've spoken on uh, something about the stories we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because I remember this math story. I also have a math story. Because <laughs> when I equally was in college, I was quite horrible at math. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was good until I was in a class where I was the only Zambian or the only black person mm-hmm. and I was just with like Asians and you know Asians in math yeah so like the first test I remember I would get like 90 95 80 95 and then at some point it just snapped and it just switched and it all switched because I remember my lecturer like we had a test like a on spot test where she's like I'm giving you 25 minutes or whatever you start the test and I remember writing that test and I didn't, like, I wasn't done. I, the time just went by so quickly and I had focused on one question. And I flunked. I think I got, like, 32%. And she moved on without even caring that I hadn't finished. And then everyone in the class got 100%. Because obviously it's Asians. Yes. And I think from that point, I was just you, like... Something stuck. Yeah, something stuck. And trust me, it took such a long time for me. Even when I was finishing, I just... I, sometimes I never even used to go to class. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I would leave home. Maybe my sister doesn't even know about this because we used to live together. I would leave home and, like, I'll take the bus to school, get there, and just not go to math class. So I was just, like, waiting to fail. Mm-hmm. Even when the, t- the exam came, there was, like, a special calculator that we needed. And I didn't even use it because I was like, I didn't even tell my mom I needed this calculator. I just said, you know what, I'm just going to flunk this course. Because I don't you, care. It, stuck. it now stuck in my yeah. mind. And all, all of that could have changed simply by just her giving me a second, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, or just telling me like, oh, we can get back to this like after class or whatever. And now I'm realizing that I've overcome that. Obviously I did a master's in taxation and that mm-hmm. was a lot of mathematics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just power in controlling the, your mind yes. and what you speak over yourself. And the narrative point, I told people myself, give I'm just you. good at math. Mm-hmm. I, it just can't happen. I'm just mm-hmm. not good at math. But look, I've... I've gone over it. Mm-hmm. So now I want you guys to speak a bit on um, getting to the end of your degrees and um, almost jumping into um, work. Yeah, the workspace. What that was like, especially approaching the end of your degrees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I um, So for me... Mm, Chimpwembe, um, that is. <laughs> yes. I think I really 
struggled with like the anxiety of living onza. Mm. One, I purposed that I'm not going back to Lonsha. Mm. Not that Lonsha is a bad place, <laughs> but I knew that there was nothing for me there. Yes. And I really the because opportunities wouldn't be the same. Yes. Mm. So nearing the end for the School of Agricultural Economics at Unza, mm. you need to do a lot of practical work. Mm. So um, in second year, you do the same practical aspect that I was talking about where you milk cows, mm. you clean piggeries and all of that to gain an ap- appreciation of what agriculture really is like. Mm. And then after that, in third year, you have to do a compulsory internship. Mm. So we began doing internships and... That's um, with the first one we did was with, like, with the World Bank funded project. Mm-hmm. I think that was a nice launch pad for both of us. Yes. So it now became that every time we closed, mm-hmm. we, we were only supposed to do it once, mm-hmm. like to provide a report to the school or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the organization we worked in was really happy with the work we were doing. Mm-hmm. So it now became a thing. Whenever we would close, we used to go to this the project. Place, yeah. So we would find that the Vivian moved up a bit, like things have changed, but people would still catch on. And that was the case mm. until we left university. Mm. And maybe this is just to bring the importance of internships and volunteering. Yeah. Mm. Because that internship, if you listen to episode the previous episode, yes. you understand that it came as a result of volunteering, yes. as a result of serving. serving. Yeah. I know things are a bit different now, but as a child of God, you need to purpose and say for me my case is different yes people may struggle people yes, may the way people say they are not jobs no. exactly. you know what I mean, but yeah. just be like no for me it's different this is what i want mm. and i think i was very intentional with certain things mm. even with little things like the buildings like i remember when i look at the career i'm in now I believe in Proverbs 18 verse 21. Like mm. there's so much power in the words we speak. Yes. Because I told God, like me, I want to be working in a nice building. Mm. That's something I told God. And then towards the end as well, because of how anxious I was about mm. finding a job and all of that, even though we had the internships, like we had been doing them, mm. it wasn't guaranteed that we would be employed there right after. Mm-hmm. And I think that's now where you also need to trust God. Yes. Because you can't just have a plan and figure everything exactly. out all the time. Exactly. But I remember the Activate before. Mm. Activate conference. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Activate <laughs> conference for Mount Zion. And I know not everyone believes in this, but for me, it's a principle that I have seen. Mm. I just proposed like, oh, I'm going to try like to sow I a seed. we prayed about it together. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I'm going to sow a seed. Yes over my career and that this is an area I should not struggle in. Mm-hmm. So I remember it wasn't even a large amount. Mm. Just like giving it to God because I was so worried about it. And he really like opened doors. I won't really go into where we are now, but maybe I can allow Mutale to also speak mm. on the journey. Like just like something that Chimpembe said that has <coughs> re- reminded me of something. Mm. I remember the thing for like uh, purposely not to go back to Luansha. I remember we had stayed at a friend's house, Maria. Mm-hmm. Shout out. <laughs> and I remember, I don't know what we were doing. Like, that was when we had just closed mm. our last, like, day in Lusaka before going back home, before, like, waiting for opportunities not to now start coming. Mm. I remember we went to Manda Hill, the car park. I don't know if you remember, the mm-hmm. car park on top. Mm. And 
we went to watch the sunset mm. and then we just stood and we just started speaking like we're going to come back to Lusaka yes. we're going to get good jobs i remember we spoke so many, like we were, we were speaking but we were praying yes and we said we envisioned like mm. okay this is how our careers are going to go mm. i remember it was also like just after activate I, and i remember we had proposed together like we're going to sow seeds mm. so we had done that like during activate sowing the seed mm. and Every time when I look at like where we are now, I always remember that moment in the car park. Mm. Like we're living in our answered prayers now. Mm. It may have seemed small then, yes. But I remember like it it was really nice like we were just like okay god, we are giving this to you like we're laying the future in your hands. Jeremiah 29 mm. verse 11. Yes. You know the plans you have for us. us yeah. And they both of our journeys like tend out differently but God has been faithful. Mm. And so I just want to encourage someone like don't um undermine the power of your words, mm. your prayers, your speaking. Speak what you want to see. Speak what you want to see. The way Tim Bell quoted Proverbs 18 mm. verse 20 cuz you know sometimes we make these prayers mm-hmm. but when we're speaking mm-hmm. we It's like I'm sure like God when he's even like processing the prayer and what you're saying he's like, he's like it's not adding up. Like <laughs> there's a <laughs> bit of confusion here. So I think we should really be careful with the words that we speak. Um yeah, and I think the intention story is the same so I don't yeah. really have to go into it. I think uh, also another thing that I'd like to touch on is um especially the question was centered around navigating your degree as well as like getting out of it and into work then doing it as a christian girl mm-hmm. um i like that you've written the aspect of speaking what you want to see in your life the aspect of praying and the aspect of trusting god i feel like a lot of um young people and especially christians mm-hmm. is there's a habit of leaving god at a certain point yeah is where you say oh okay god you can only come up to this point after this it's like i'm dealing with quote unquote the real world mm-hmm. meaning like i now need to like navigate my career by myself i now need to navigate my next job my you know my exams or whatever it is but i just want to encourage someone that um don't limit god true you know he's god yeah. over all he literally has authority over every single thing he has authority over the job you will get he has authority over what type of degree you're going to graduate with he has authority over all and all you have to do is bring him into the equation um i think the biggest challenge also is leaving him out Mm-hmm. you can't leave god out and expect god like results mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you want a god like results you need to include him mm-hmm. if you want miracles to happen is you need to include him mm-hmm. and also as a christian you just can't live life by yourself that's not our design no you know what i mean the um, holy spirit is our advantage literally literally that's and we're just having this discussion <laughs> to say we literally have an advantage in the holy spirit is between you and a non-believer you know you're favored more simply because you have the holy spirit and this other person does not have so just carry that with you especially as you navigate your degree especially as you navigate being at places like the university of zambia where it's like oh my god a whole other thing mm, but sure. um, just now tell us a bit about um getting into mm-hmm. work life mm, okay maybe i can start like yeah. i remember after university Mm, yeah we went back home um then i think i stayed home for a, for quite a while um but i remember i didn't stop trusting god like i i would always say okay god i'm still believing you for a job 
Um, so I think maybe like I was home for maybe like a, almost seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember I had applied, Chimbambe had been part of a program called Youth Lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how she got an internship. So I said, okay, I'll also try for this youth lead thing, like the next cohort. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I joined or when I sent my application and everything, mm-hmm. um, because of the previous experience, like from those other internships we're doing, mm-hmm. I remember the these people from youth lead called me and I was at home in Luansha. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, we need you to come for an interview um, in Lusaka. Chimfembe was in Lusaka at the time I was in Luansha. Yeah, so they said, we need you to come for an interview. And then they were like, we need you like now. Mm. We sent different people's CVs to these different companies. And this company has just said they want you. Mm. They don't want anyone else. Mm. They just want you. Mm. And I remember I was like, really? Like, I it felt, it honestly was a big deal. Yeah. Because the company is like one of these big NGOs that mm. are involved in like um, natural resource and whatever. So I remember... Um, the following day was my dad's birthday and I didn't want to miss my dad's birthday. Mm. So I said, can I attend it on Friday? Mm. And then they said, yes, you can attend it on Friday, but we just need you. The company has said they don't want anyone else but you. Mm. That's how I went. I went to the organization, had the interview. Um, they picked me. That's how I started working at um, WWF, mm. Worldwide Fund for Nature. Um, I really had like, a great experience and then um after that um whilst i was at wwf i had applied for a job at another named organization that i won't mention <laughs> yeah i didn't want you to mention it yes and <laughs> then the when podcast. i went mm. <laughs> yes they are not sponsoring the podcast so we won't mention them mm. yeah so i remember uh like I was still at WWF. My internship hadn't ended. Mm. So that other place was offering me a permanent contract. And it was a good opportunity. Yes. And I remember, like, I prayed about it. And I went mm. to that organization. Um, then, whilst I was there, mm. uh, like, you know, I think peer pressure is real, you guys. I'm not making excuses, mm. but peer pressure is real. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we go to these organizations, I, I was a Christian. I'm still a Christian. Mm-hmm. But I remember I made a mistake that cost me mm-hmm. because of uh, peer pressure and bullying. Before you even go further into explaining um, that story, I like that you've mentioned um, two things. One, that even when you're jumping from the first job to the second you were praying. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think the question was as a Christian girl is keep praying. Yeah. Is this um, You don't right get a thing? job and leave God, mm-hmm. you know, behind or in whatever aspect. And also, you've also now spoken on something that I want you to hold, which is a mistake cost you. Mm-hmm. And that's something, it's realistic yeah. to tell young people that mistakes will happen mm-hmm. and they can cost you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you should be down. So before I even go for that, you can continue. <laughs> Mistake okay. cost you. Um, yes. So I'll, I'll just tell it as it is. Mm-hmm. You know how in these organizations, when you go out on trips, mm. if you are doing this, you should stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember we went on a trip mm. and the people I went with were like, just forge like, you know how like when you go to a place, you say you're sleeping in a place that's expensive, mm. but you're actually not. And then you pocket the change. Mm. 
so the guys i was with were like they are too much of a goody goody if you don't do it we're going to be caught and then you're going to throw everyone under the bus because a lot of people at this organization have been doing this so just do this you won't get caught and i was like so nervous i was like you guys have never forged the receipt mm. they were even like don't worry we'll handle everything for you we'll find the receipts for you we'll do the claims for you everything like you just do it that's how i did it mm. the first time i do it i get caught <laughs> out of god that's out of god guys me and i was just like i was so confused i was like the one time mm. i do it i get caught anyway like long story short i ended up being fired mm. when i tell people that i was fired for stealing money they always laugh like they think i'm <laughs> joking you. like but Literally it happened chance. and we mm. bought chairs yes we the bought man. chairs i remember we had just <laughs> <Our moved. couch laughs> i remember we had just moved out and we had no chairs at mm. home so we used the money to buy chairs mm. anyway but like i remember that also taught me to just like trust god mm. And I had to be like, okay, God, I think initially I wanted to blame people like, no, people forced me to do this. Mm. But I had to get to a place where I also had to own the part I played in that. Like, okay, I, I made a mistake and yeah, like I messed up. So God forgive me, open doors for me. And I remember there was also a time when I used to feel like I can't ask God to help me because, because I made this mistake. But the Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. And the righteous man will fall seven times. times. And get up. And yes. also, God works all things together yes, for our good. good. Yes. And I remember, if I tell you that the next job I got mm. was my former boss at that organization, mm who called me and said i like your work ethic mm. i like how you used to work i'm starting up this thing and i need Some someone to fill in the role that's how i got my next job mm. i stayed home for a bit yes like for a few months without a job still looking at all those things but for me it felt it sort of felt like god redeeming me like mm. yes you messed up and mm. thi- this is your former boss who fired you and that's literally who god is He's yeah redeemer and yeah then after that i I what I was doing was like more admin stuff and I wanted um a more technical role. Mm-hmm. So I kept on looking for opportunities and that's how I joined the management consulting firm where I work now. Nice. And yeah, it's been oh, top a dog. great journey. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Sister, yeah. please tell us your journey. Yeah, and I think what I like about about our stories Mutale and I mm. um not to brag or whatever. But I I really see I think it's made me appreciate how God really has unique like plans for everyone's life. Mm-hmm. We studied the same thing. Mm. Literally, we both graduated with merits, mm. but our stories and where we've ended up are completely different. Mm. Like someone would even be like, "How?" Like, but God yeah. in his way is still faithful and we're both happy where we are. Mm. Um for me so it was a bit different after um, graduation mm-hmm, after graduation and I was so happy our graduation Remember was in our, our graduation photo shoot yeah. with Malama <laughs> and I, I, I was happy that it was just that guys like uh, the hustle thank yeah. god I've I've yeah. never done that yeah so we I rather we went back home was applying for me I think I was willing to start somewhere maybe this is also advice for someone yeah. be willing to start, start with internships anything, yeah. because i think the generation that's coming up has a lot of audacity 
And a lot of unrealistic expectations. Yeah, so like you, you want to get start your first job and you'll be getting 20p. No? Yes. No, but you start mm-hmm. somewhere. Yes. So I decided I'm going to start somewhere. I applied for an internship mm-hmm. for the youth lead program mm-hmm. um, that was being done. Oh, I won't name who's doing it. But that's how I got my first internship. And from there, they were going to, because they place you in different organizations and help you gain practical project management skills and leadership skills. Mm. I also got to do work that um, is in line with something I'm passionate about. Shout out to Kachimpia Mentorship. Yes. Um, where I'm co-founder and that's about a non-profit that is passionate about SDG4. And yeah, I won't go into that. Mm-hmm. But um, I learned, gained practical skills during Youth Lead. Mm-hmm. From there, the organization I was placed in wanted to keep me after the Youth Lead program. Mm-hmm. So I remained there. It wasn't much. I think my salary was like 1,500 or mm-hmm. something. And it was a downgrade from what I was doing at Youth Lead because there they even used to pay us in USD. Yeah. Like not a lot of USD, but, but at least it at was least so was, much better. Yeah. But I said, I would rather do this than sit at home. And yeah. that's the thing for yeah. someone also yeah, who's... Be willing. Just like be willing to add value to yourself, to do certain things. It's okay for you to not necessarily be getting all the money in the world, but be willing to do something. I was living with my aunt, Namizwa, at the time. And um, one five wasn't much, but at least I could go to the office and back. Actually, I yeah. could... Buy bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like little things like that. Then from there, um, there's a friend of mine who works for a certain organization. And it was actually one of the organizations of I dreamed of working, working for. Mm-hmm. Just to say something there. You know me and Jivwembe had lists. Mm. Yes. We wrote down, we said, okay, let's write down lists of potential places we'd like to work out. Yes. And best believe... That's where you ended That's up. That's where we ended up. Yeah. So it's it's important to also be specific, even as you pray. Mm. Specific cool and too. intentional. Write down the vision. Write down, literally, yeah. that's like... Make it plain. Yeah. Forgot to also, like, work with it as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I told her, like, how do you guys get interns into your organization? Mm. So she told me, no, we have files where people have CVs. So if you want, you can just send it. And mm. when opportunity arises, they might call you. Mm. And for sure, they needed interns. I was called for the interview. They were very impressed by my CV, like how it was looking. And that's why it's also important for you to present yourself well. Yes. Make mm. sure your CV is in a very good outline. like Because that's the first thing people are looking at. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got the internship there. And I've been working for that organization since November 2020. But it also wasn't smooth there. Yes. Like... I was, it's it's an international development um, agency mm-hmm. and there it's contract based. Yes. So I got there. It was an internship for six months, Did but beyond the six months, I didn't know what was yeah. going to happen. Thankfully, they were like, no, we also, we like how you work and we want to keep you, mm-hmm. but we can't offer you something very long term. So we'll give you something for another six months, mm-hmm. but in a different position. So kind of like a promotion. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, it's something like at least we're starting from somewhere. Mm-hmm. got into where it worked in a certain area, like it was integrated watershed management, agricultural finance, that mm-hmm. sort of work. Did it for six months. Um, was it six or eight months? I don't remember. But even in that, I kept telling God that God, me, I want a long-term contract. Yes. Like, can we partner together? I'm here, I'm waiting, but I need you to come through. Like, I can't be 
anxious because yeah. whenever we would get to the third month, I would be like, oh my God, okay? my emergency fund, I need yeah. to start preparing. Shani, shani. I think you, you've mentioned something that is so important, which is being specific mm-hmm. about what you ask from God. Yeah. And I remember we're doing like a prayer challenge recently and there was a day where we were, we had to pray about exactly what we wanted mm-hmm. and literally naming the things that we wanted. Like, God, I want a black handbag with gold hardware and it should be this brand and mm-hmm. it should be this color. And I feel like God listens. Yes, you know what I mean? mm, he does. And literally, he can literally bless you with the desires of your heart. So mm-hmm. be specific in your prayer. Don't just say, oh God, whatever it is, oh God. Like, you know, <laughs> That's there's true. no need to be humble because when you go to your father here on earth, you yes, ask boldly. Specifically. You ask boldly for whatever it is. So even the Bible says, you know, come boldly to the throne of grace. That's how we need to go to God and say, God, me, what I want is a black Range Rover. And and you know? keep knocking. Because yes. for me, I had to keep knocking. Because yes. I got that contract. After that, I made the jump to a completely different mm. thing. Mm. But in that, I was always like, God, I need to know that you're here with me. Yes. So I now move to climate risk insurance. Mm. Completely different. But the common thing for me mm. was my passion for the environment, climate yes. change issues. Yes. And I was able to see that common thread in my line. Mm. So you should also have those conversations with God. Like so that you're now not just doing anything and everything. Uh-huh. Define yourself. Exactly. Define what you want to do after consultation with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Describe yourself to say who is Tapiwa and yeah. what is Tapiwa passionate about and mm-hmm. what can Tapiwa do? Mm-hmm. So much so that even when God is blessing you, it's like give God a guide. You yes. know what I mean? You know, as to what what you love, what you're passionate about. Express yourself the same way you express yourself to your friends or in your relationship. Go to God and say, God, for Tapiwa, this is exactly what she wants. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what works for her. So. And and I and I've seen how powerful that is because you also want to be able to trace that this is God, like because there's good and there's God. Yeah. So something good may come up and you may take it, when in essence it's not where God wants you. Exactly. And I think I've seen that with where I am now. Cause short, short story short, mm. I'm now in a different project, mm. working on something that is so um, passionate, like something that's close to my heart, mm. but it's also in line with. Um, my academic background mm. and now it's also like a longer term contract yes but if i wasn't if i didn't follow the path that god had laid out for me Literally. i probably would not have End ended up, up where i am supposed to be so there's power trusting in you process. just trusting the process like my scripture for the day is proverbs 3 verse 5 mm. it's some it's a scripture that we all just quote yes. and what but it was something that i was standing on as i was waiting because i was like God, you do this, heart, yeah. then now you're yeah, doing climate risk. Like, where are we? Like, yeah, how is this? Yeah, what is it, going it doesn't to look like, you know, mm. but God in himself, who knows the beginning from the end. Yes. So how everything would come together. And exactly. exactly. So this is just to encourage someone. And also, um, I think um, just for young people, another piece of advice that I would like each one of you to go away with from this podcast is that um, there's a process. Mm-hmm. Yep. is ideally you've heard their story you've heard how they went from high school to university and to navigating their careers they've spoken of service they've spoken of sticking with good turn through but one thing that is true is that this is a process um thanks to god if you get out of university and immediately there's a job for you and it's the exact same job you've ever dreamed of but for many other people there's always a process 
you get out of university, maybe your degree might not even go the exact way you pictured. And now you're getting out of school. Maybe you, your story means you have to wait for a number of years. I literally have a friend of mine whose life has just been a testament of the goodness of God because I think she finished university. Maybe that was like 2019 or some somewhere there. Mm-hmm. And she only got her first and only amazing job this year. Wow. Mm. And you would think she had to endure the wait time. Mm. But one thing that's true even in her story is that she stuck with God mm. and she kept believing. Even when it didn't feel like it, even when it wasn't comfortable, she just stuck with God and understood that there's a process. And even in that process, she had to experience, now I need to bring her to the world because I'm <laughs> telling her story. But she literally had to experience all her friends getting jobs. Yeah. All her friends moving up mm. and now asking God, God, what about me? What's going to happen for me? And I want to encourage someone out there. Izukanji, I want to encourage you. Thank you for bringing this conversation to us. Yeah. And we hope you've learned something from it. But I want to encourage you and many other young women and men out there to say, there's a process. Mm-hmm. You might get out of school and get, you know, one five. Or you might get out of school and get 10,000. That doesn't mean God is not faithful. Yeah. Um, it's just your process. And that's and just your the timing. story God has written for you. Mm-hmm. Keep praying. Keep believing. I for sure know that you will be excellent in whatever it is that you're going to do. Give yourself wholly to every job that you do. Do it heartily as mm-hmm. unto the Lord is what the Bible says. So, yeah, I hope you've learned a thing or two from my lovely sisters over here. And I hope this podcast has blessed you. I hope it has encouraged you to keep pushing, to keep striving for more, and to keep trusting God and sticking with him through and through. So thank you guys so much for coming thank on. Thank you for having yeah. us. I'm so honored that you agreed. And I just know um, there's so much that God is going to do through this podcast and through mm-hmm. your lives even beyond this. And I pray that you continue to experience his favor and grace. Amen. Amen. And you. Thank you. Yeah, because yes. I think this podcast, like, I like how you start by saying, um, a sister I needed when I was like navigating adulthood. Mm. So I think it's, we don't have community these days, yeah. mm-hmm. but just someone listening to this, this will go a long way. Yeah. yeah. So for keep, sure. keep Thank you doing guys it. so much for coming and we will keep striving. We will keep putting out content at the self propelled Flower. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you in the next podcast. The Self-Propelled Flower is a Christian community that I have created to be a source of communication, conversation and education for young women. I'm Tapiwa Simukwai. I'm a Christian. I'm a wife. I'm a mother, a lawyer and an academic. I hope that this platform can be a source of wellness and development for young women. Thank you so much for joining us.